welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we enlighten you on all of the hidden stuff you don't know about careers in creative. This is Kristen Harris and Katherine Lang Klein, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we have learned a lot of things in the time frame that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. So, Catherine, yes, when you get a resume or cover letter, job solicitation from <laughs> someone, what is the quickest way to the trash can for you? Uh, you get an immediate eye roll at least if it is addressed to Dear Sir. Ah, <laughs> they can't read your name exactly. or find your picture on the website. Or something. And sometimes even Dear Sir or Madam, because it also feels like you just did not even care. You didn't even bother to look. <laughs> didn't even bother to look. And the fact that things are so customizable now, uh, it's not like you have to professionally have a bunch of cover letters printed formally. You could just right. go into your email and change it. Yeah, and they could just put your name on it. That's simple. Hi, Catherine. And make sure it's spelled correctly. Oh, my God, that's like gold. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I get things addressed to Catherine, which oh. is always kind of nice. Like, oh, well, clearly you are really confused. Was your name on the envelope? Because that would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It comes to me, but has your but name, has on, my it. name on it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That would be called not attention to detail. Right. And so we're talking about details today. Details <laughs> and, you know, things that will get you to the trash really quick. Yeah. <laughs> These are a lot of the pet peeves that we hear from other people. These are the pet peeves that we have. Um, some of these are common knowledge, but you would be surprised still how much people screw this up. Yeah, it's so simple. <laughs> and but I, I'm guilty so too. I, I, would, I remember sending out a mass mailing one time for my resume. This was years ago. And I made the fatal mistake of I got the name right in the deer part. But then later on, I didn't change the name of the company. I always wanted to work for X. And I'm like, you know, after it's already gone, you're like, oh, <laughs> no. And obviously, you might as well just kiss that one goodbye. Yes. <laughs> you've always wanted to work for my competitor. Exactly. Awesome. Hope they hire you. <laughs> exactly. But that's just, again, you know, slow down, you know, look at the details, proofread, proofread, proofread. We will say that every time with the resumes. Um, but yeah, you, we're going to assume that you have gotten that resume together and it is fantastic. And now we're going to talk about what you start doing next with that. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you do with it? You have this amazing resume. It's clear, concise, well-designed. You look like this amazing creative mm -hmm. professional. Now, what do you do with it? And honestly, there's never been more places to drop your resume in anymore either. I mean, back in the day, and yes, I will date myself here um, and just keep it real by saying, you know, the one ads, <laughs> that's where I used in to find paper. jobs in the paper. You would wait for that big Sunday paper to come out and start circling and sending things in. And oh my gosh, compared to how that has, you know, all changed now, yes. um, the opportunity is there. So how do you get all of that right? And you send it on paper, paper. in the mail. Yes. <laughs> and you picked out a certain stationery that you wanted to use. And it was it was oh, a process. Those were the days. They were. But picking out the paper was fun. I yeah. will say that. <laughs> so like you said, there were all these different ways and places to put or send your resume, mm -hmm. which is great, but also again, it's also more complex right. and more, more confusing. So some in some cases, you're actually posting it like on a job board where you have an account and you're posting your resume so others can find you. And then in other cases, you're submitting it maybe through a mm -hmm. job board. You're emailing it directly to people. So it might go through a these, company system. Yeah, could get um, you might be entering your information into basically their database mm -hmm, is where mm -hmm. it all goes after you type all that stuff in. So there are all these places it goes, which makes it a little more complex because each one has to be handled a little differently. They're not all the same in their needs. Exactly. And um, even if you 
you know, feel a little bad about, oh, now I got to go in and I have to fill out, you know, an online application or whatever. It's, it is written. You know, you have it in Word, you have it in something that you just copy paste. You at least can save yourself some time not having to do it over and over again if you're just sitting at your desk and, and doing that. But you still want all the words to be right. You want it to get it into the right hands. And a lot of it is just doing a, a little more research on um, how you get it to people. Yeah. So the, for me, and I think you'll agree with this one, um, number one is to follow the directions. <laughs> so yes. a lot of times the you know application or the posting or wherever you're finding this potential job will tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. They will say, you know, email to here or submit through this link or whatever. Do what they say. Yes. And and then maybe there's other follow-up or you have a connection or a friend who works mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Pursue those options too, but always do whatever they say because that's going to get you into their process and their system. And you want to be right in there in the flow with wherever right. they're looking for applicants. You want your information showing up. Right. So, um, so... There are these different ways, different places you're putting your resume, and each of them needs a little bit different attention. So if you're sending it directly to the hiring manager or to a recruiter, you might handle it differently. You'll email an attachment, probably mm-hmm. a PDF, maybe a cover letter. If you're sending it into, you know, putting into a system, like you said, you might not even actually attach the resume. You might be going into your original live text document and copying sections to put into their sections, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. skills, this section, summary, this section, whatever, like add it, kind of breaking it apart to fit their um, their database, basically, the way it's set up. Right. And uh, that also goes back again to um, following the instructions. If they want to go to the recruiter, don't send it to anybody else. Um, if you have a person on the inside that would like to walk it down to that recruiter or the HR person or whatever, yes. Um, because then just say they're already in the system, but I wanted to hand this to you and let you let you know that I'm going to give them a, a referral or reference or something like that. That is that is great, but yes. always, always, always follow the instructions. Even if it's your mom, mom, can you take this down <laughs> to HR? Still follow the instructions. <laughs> yes, because partially because if you don't, then you're causing extra work for them. Yes. So say your mom walks your lovely resume down to HR. Well, now they're sitting there with a piece of paper, but they have an electronic database. And that, they might so only be looking at that database yeah. and you never get in there. So you are know. they going to want to sit and type all your stuff in? Nope. No. So please still submit through the <laughs> through You're the already database. so unhelpful. <laughs> right. You've already <laughs> caused them even, extra work. They've not even met you yet. <laughs> and they do not want extra work. No one wants extra work. So one big area that we get a lot of questions, or I get a lot of questions about, are cover letters. Yes. Or, you know, slash yes, introductory no. email, yeah. kind of the same thing. Sometimes it's in an email, but mm-hmm, sort of a cover mm-hmm. letter. Yeah, sh- yes, no. Do I need one? Do mm-hmm. I not need one? I think the answer is it depends, <laughs> which is a sort of unsatisfying which answer. Which is incredibly helpful, Kristen. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I say yes to some regard. But something you can't, obviously, if you're, if you're going to a job board or something, you can't do that. But right. for me, if the opportunity is there, I like a nice summary of here is my, uh, hi, here is my resume. Here is why I'm interested. I hope to hear from you soon. You know, really short, concise, so they can look at it quickly and they can know they know what to do with it. It's not a guessing game for them. Um, obviously, if you're going to a job board, people know why you've sent that resume. But if it is going through email or um, just regular mail, definitely say what this is, why they got this. Yeah. That saves so much time. I totally agree with you. If you have the opportunity to do a cover letter or introductory email, whatever it is, absolutely take the opportunity. Sometimes you can't because it's in a system mm-hmm. or whatever. But if you have the chance, 
it's your opportunity to sell yourself a little more and to connect all those dots of why you're a fit for the job they posted. You asked for this and I have it. Mm-hmm. You can you mm-hmm. can line all that up and you can share a little of your personality and even you know, if you have a personal connection to the business or the industry, that's the place where you can share that that you don't get to do on your resume. Right. So I always say take advantage of the opportunity to write that cover letter mm-hmm. if you can. So let's give some tips on a good cover okay. letter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're both fans of them. Oh, absolutely. Um, like I said, when um, in my just quick synopsis, you know, make sure it is written to me with the proper spelling and tell me why you have um, contacted me. You know, I saw this job. Um, if there's a person that recommended that you send me this resume, definitely include that. And that's a fun little trick, too, because that will get you a little more attention. Because as we talked about with resumes, you want them to stop and just look at it just a little bit longer. If they see a name that they recognize or someone else from their company that's recommending you, that's going to be that pause that's going to probably move you into the good pile. And even if it's a letter, and I used to do this too, which is so freaking obnoxious, <laughs> get jobs, <laughs> is that I would sometimes fill out the, the job, you know, the application. But then I, if I knew somebody who was on the inside, I didn't want to be caught up in the mix with everybody else. So I sent the letter to with my resume again and said, I filled out your system. I followed the instructions basically, but I'm also, I wanted to highlight that this person is referring me again, just to get any sort of leg up on anybody else. Yeah. And you made a really good point of like, you know, the yes or no pile. So at this point, if you think about the person on the other end, they're receiving a bunch Mm -hmm. of resumes and applications through whatever, you know, portals or, systems are handed to them or their email, all these different places that applicants are coming in for their job. And essentially they're sifting through them and it's yes or no. You're going in the yes or no pile. And if you're a maybe, you go into the yes, maybe. Mm -hmm. But if you go in the no, you never come out. You never come out of the no. (laughs) You never come out of no. (laughs) So you at least least need to go to maybe so then you can go to yes. (laughs) Yes. And don't take the opportunity of writing the cover letter just to reiterate your entire resume. Um, Again, short, sweet, one or two short um, paragraphs. This is just, like I said, keep it as instructing as to here's my resume, maybe here's why, who you may know, um, but just leave it at that. The resume should speak for itself at that point. Yes, yes. And close it with some sort of um, call to action or invitation of, you know, I look forward to talking Mm -hmm. to you soon about this job or... If you have any questions, here's my number. You know, get another um, touch point in there, like a, a call to action, because you know that you're making it easy. Again, here's mm-hmm. the number. I do have a question. Um, here's the name. Here's somebody I could talk to about that works here already that knows you. Um, again, keeping it really, really simple. Exactly. Um, and just to reiterate one more time, make sure all the details are accurate, like Catherine was saying <laughs> right. before, especially now because you can copy and paste everything. Yes, right? it, so that makes it easy, but that is a gift and curse. A gift and a curse. So, you know, it's embarrassing at best. At worst, it'll probably just end up in the no pile. Right. I mean, it's like direct route to the trash can. So just always proofread. It'll take 30 seconds check. to do it. Or somehow masterfully craft a cover letter where all you have to change the name. You don't have to change the name and not have to worry about a bunch of details mm-hmm. within the um, within the body of the of the email. The other thing too is what's great about the cover letter as well is if you um, I don't want to say if you think your resume needs some explanation, but if you've if you've you customize each letter to, to match the job, you customize your resume to kind of match the job. So perhaps in the cover letter, you might have to draw some lines to some things. Like I, while I had a break here, I still 
did you know, projects or th this, this had occurred and, or I was here and I took a break from this. You could add like little explanations for things just to kind of stop getting you to the no pile again. Um, because some people have taken breaks, some people have, and you know, we, we did have talked about that in the past. Um, but some things might need a little bit of an explanation. It's like, I'm not, I'm working for a bank now, but I want to get back into this, but here is what I did for the bank or, or please read what I had for, did for the bank. You know, just if it needs just that little bit of boost, that would be a good place to put it. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I think that the cover letter is the place where you can make those connections, connect those dots, mm -hmm. and don't assume that they'll connect them. So exactly. they, don't, they don't know you. They don't know your experience and your background. So they're just reading this list of bulleted you know, jobs or accomplishments and so on. So if there is a connection that needs to be made between the you know, the role you're interested in and what you've done so mm -hmm, far, mm -hmm. show them, like lay it out clear and short. Yes. Clear <laughs> and precisely for them. Don't, don't leave it to them to connect the dots because they might not. Mm -hmm. And if it takes extra work mm -hmm. again, like they can just move on to someone that is not requiring extra thought to figure out why you may be interested or a fit. Yeah, don't make They'll yourself just move too on complicated. To the next. Exactly. Yeah. And again, keeping it brief, just saying, you know what, I have, you know, this was my last job. I'd love to have a chance to talk that through with you. Don't, like I said, put in like a three-page cover letter mm -hmm. explaining why you did certain things. Just yeah. keep it brief and um, really encourage the interview. I'd love to talk to you more about this. I think I'm a fit, that sort of thing. Um, but yes, short and sweet. Yes. So, and you've already touched on this, but also making sure your resume resume is customized. Mm -hmm. We talked about that quite a bit in the resume sessions that we have had. Um, you can make every resume customized for every job. It's so easy now. Right. You don't have to type it on a typewriter or something. So, you know, if you have different skill sets or you're open to a variety of different kinds of positions because maybe you have, you know, mm -hmm. a variety they of experiences. They cross over, sure. You could have multiple resumes. You can sort of almost like have uh, little sections that you can grab and, and compile together mm -hmm, to create mm -hmm. your resume. Maybe you have a few different skill set lists and you sort of pick and choose yes. what you know, works for each job. But you can literally make, make a resume for every job really quickly with, you know, sort of having a bunch of parts that you sew together. Right. And I would, again, encourage people to do it in a way where, you know, how do, are they listing it as a level of importance in that job description and just mimic that and customize that um, cover letter too, because again, it does not have to be sir or madam, you know, get the names on there. It's simple enough to just uh, look it up and type the name in. Because um, nothing says you're lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Just having a universal letter that you're sending out. Yes. You're, you're better off sending nothing yeah. at that point. Especially when you're sending it to my email that has my right. name. My, my email is my name. Right. So you know my name. <laughs> right. So you are really lazy. <laughs> are really lazy. <laughs> um, and so here's another little question area that we get asked quite often is, what do you do if you're not an exact fit for the job description? Maybe you have eight of the 10 skills that they have asked mm -hmm. for, or you have four years of experience and they say five. Mm -hmm. I go with the 80-20 rule. If you're 80% qualified, you should at least apply. I would absolutely agree. Um, and I can also speak a little bit to the people that are on the hiring end of this too, that when you're seeing a resume that somebody's 80-20 and they still have seem to have a lot of potential or there's just something in there that resonates, bring them in and talk to them. Um, it, it, it's also... 
very difficult sometimes too to get that exact exact fit. So um, looking at people with and you know only because we're in the business of it, we will have people say we want a hundred percent fit. It's like you know what really this person loves your brand. They have such potential. If they could just learn these couple of skill sets, they're going to be perfect. Just talk to them. I think you will love them. Um, so you have to kind of think of that about that on both sides of the table. If you're the person that's coming in, how do you sell them on that 80-20? And maybe it's in that cover letter where you say, you know, or maybe maybe you don't say, maybe you don't say anything at all to see if they figure it out. But you could um, really just highlight your 80% and how you're super strong in that and just kind of hope that they're going to, still meet with you anyway, or just talk about how you're a quick learner or, or something. Mm -hmm. How do you get in um, just that little thing? But I always like to encourage the people we work with, just meet with the people. Skills are taught, but if someone's got a great personality or they're a culture fit, go for it. Yeah. I mean, you have to have, you know, some of the key basic skills. I mean, be realistic. Consider right. if the thing you're missing is a real deal breaker. Right. You know, don't waste everybody's time, including your own. But if it is, you know, they're looking for this programming language and I know these three others that are really similar mm -hmm. and I could easily pick that up, at least apply. Because, and especially if it's a new kind of a software mm -hmm. or a new language or a new, you know, skill, a lot of other people probably don't have it either. So they're probably hiring someone with equivalent, mm -hmm. you know, experience and skills right. and they're going to learn. Yeah, so you might not have to be an expert in everything. Yeah. Um, but if you have a familiarity with something, you know, don't, you know, say that you're an expert. You know, just say, I'm familiar with it because of these two other programs mm -hmm. or I've worked in it, but it's not my favorite. I mean, you can always be true, like, you know, keep things true like that. But that, again, might be something that's still a little more reserved for an interview. Um, but again, if you see the, the bullet points of these skills are required, um, if you hit 80% and they're their, their top ones, yeah, definitely go for mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And never lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess the other you side of that is... You can find out really quick. Yeah, don't, don't make stuff up. Mm -hmm. Like, if you really don't have it, don't put it on there. I mean, it should go without saying, but people do it. So right. we're just saying don't. Yeah, Please, I, it's never worked out well for anyone. Mm -mm. There, I mean, I remember hiring someone who was a great designer, and then I found out on the first day that um, she had done all of her design on an IBM because at the first day she did not know how to turn on a Mac. It's <laughs> oh. like, okay, well, what else don't you know? Yeah. Um, so Which yeah. would have probably been okay if you had known. Had a, exactly. You might have still hired it, her. Is, you start getting, you know, raising eyebrows when little things like that are brought up. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just keep it honest because you don't want to break the trust, you know, day one. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, you have a fabulous resume. Mm -hmm. It is all, you have a nice little cover layer. It's, it's all written. Proofread it. Ready to go. <laughs> Proofread it. Proofread it. <laughs> Proofread a thousand times. And so now you're you're ready to send it off and, and have it represent you well and, and get the, the next step, which is a phone call or an interview. So we do have 10 fatal flaws, yes. which is also how to get your resume sent straight to the trash can. Exactly. <laughs> so if you have done any of these things, you should just keep looking. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we can take turns sharing these. Okay, absolutely. Um, why don't you go with number one, our favorite? It's my favorite. <laughs> number one, typos, misspellings, and egregious grammatical errors. Oh, man. That will get you to the trash so fast. The second is an out-of-date resume. If you don't include your current work, then why are we even looking at it? <laughs> yeah. I, I hate that. People are like, oh, yeah, my most recent job's not on there. Why, why? not? 
Why? <laughs> and that's not something I don't I don't want to necessarily see in a cover letter either. You know, I don't yeah. talk through that. Just update the resume. Get everything electronic. It's easy. Don't be yeah. lazy. Sounds Just lazy. update it. I can't find your name. Yeah, we've had that. Mm-hmm. Gee, this person is really interesting. I have no idea who they are or how to contact them. Exactly. <laughs> it's blended into the, the design somewhere. Their logo was supposed to carry it or something, but just make it so clear. Make it so clear. We've also had no contact information. So I guess yeah. they're putting it on me to find them either in LinkedIn or Google or something, but yeah. friend them on Facebook. <laughs> but again, you're not making it easy for me. Yeah, make it easy. Um with number five, hard to read fonts or information layout. Don't make your re- reader work too hard. Just make it easy to read. Don't get too fancy with those fonts. I mean, yeah. people think they're being clever. Make it so it's easy to read. You know, not too small either. We've had some that you'll get like an eight-point type because they're like, oh, it's still on one page. So just smaller. No, we have to read it. <laughs> we have to be able to read it. Um, unprofessional email address, especially the ones that are suggestive or offensive. I had to create a just whole new email because mine was a little bizarre because I, I wanted it to just be simple. How do you get a hold of me? Keep it really simple. But yeah, you you create some of these when you're in college and it has like your nickname or your <laughs> or something you're known for. Um, just make it easy. Gmail is free. Just Gmail make, is free. Just make a new one. Exactly. It's no big deal. <laughs> Addressing it to the wrong company or contact or assuming gender. Oh, yeah, that was the mine. The good old dear sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, mm-hmm. it, when it's one of us. No. Mm-hmm. If you're a sir, that's great. Yeah, so make sure that everything has the person's name to get it to. The envelope, if you're mailing it, the email address is correct. Everything is consistent, consistent, consistent. Um, not being clear about what you do. If you can't explain it, how will we understand it? That goes back to a lot of the um, things in the past we've talked about as far as using, you know, alphabet soup to explain things. You know, again, the person doing the hiring might not get your resume first. It's got to have to be in layman's terms through the whole thing. Don't talk over people's heads. That doesn't necessarily impress them at all. Um, Because then, you know, that's just going to give you a different impression that you may not necessarily want. Yeah text that isn't live and can't be read by a database mm-hmm. we we would love to have you in our system except for we can't so we're just going <laughs> to move on to someone else something that's much easier yeah because i have a stack lost. here i you got a stack lost <laughs> in the in the ether and uh, more than two pages in length the readers will lose lose interest and think that you can't edit and again you know you can make the type small you can do whatever you, you know have the border you know the edges be all, go all the way to the sides <laughs> of the paper but really just edit Make it look pretty. Try and keep it, um, well, to one page, honestly, but definitely not over two pages. You're you're not that good. <laughs> <laughs> you might be that good, but um, kind of as we have said in our, our, our resume podcast is um, the longer it's been since you've been at that job, maybe it's just the title, the dates you worked, and uh, one or two of the tasks that you did that kind of, you know, if anything, just shows like a building block of how you've gained experience and moved on to the next job, and then people can kind of see a little bit of that progression. But, um, yeah, don't don't go crazy with that, mm-hmm. or even have a super long cover letter, too. People will not read it. it it's going to have to be short and to the point. Absolutely. So short, simple, accurate. Mm-hmm. Concise. And that should get everything to where it needs to go. It You should get looked at and considered, um, unless you're completely off base, which sometimes, you know, you got to take a chance, I guess. Um, got to talk a good game and see if they want to take a shot at you. At you. But, you know, if, if, you, if you can really sell yourself, um, you should be able to get that interview. That's the goal. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. 
You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic you'd like to hear about, please send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. Please subscribe and join us next time for more creative career tips.